1: Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Hey, Ben. You know, it's not, I'm not going to say <laughs> that my ego is really getting out of hand here, uh-huh, but in uh-huh. Tuesday's uh-huh. election, when I was running for Brooklyn borough president, <laughs> I did receive 5,121 votes. I and I do have control now officially of 1.81% of the biggest borough in the country. Of course, that borough being Brooklyn, New York. Thank you all so much for coming out and supporting me and voting. And we had such a fun party at Barry Park.
0: Besides the five boroughs here in New York City, just give me a couple other boroughs in America.
1: Another, uh, no state. It's it's one of the it's the fifth largest state. Uh, if you would if you would detach it from New York City, really, it's two point six million people. It's a lot of people. Absolutely. So thank you all so much for showing your support, coming out and voting. That was awesome. Tuesday, obviously, much bigger than just than just the election for Ben Kissel for Brooklyn Borough President. It was also a big day for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Some big victories happening uh, in New Jersey. Phil Murphy was able to win. Basically, the gal that he was running. Against was running for a Chris Christie third term, Gosh. probably not the best idea. <laughs> He's at fifteen percent approval rating. Maybe you don't want to run as another version of him. Uh. Uh, and then of course Virginia, the Virginia race, very big win for Ralph Northam. He beat Ed Gillespie. Uh, Ed uh, Ed Gillespie, a very establishment Republican, around for a long time, tentatively tried to wrap his philosophical ideas, his political ideas, around Trumpism didn't really embrace it uh because you can't because it's so freaking stupid and obviously we are seeing now not nearly as strong as some people specifically the steve bannons of the world was hoping Uh, And of course, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, going forward here about the Doug Jones versus Roy Moore race, which will be decided in December in a special election. Of course, that election is to fill the vacated seat from Jeff Sessions when he went off to be the attorney general. Roy Moore and Doug Jones are still tied right now, which just shows you how strong the conservative and Republican stranglehold is on the folks of Alabama, specifically given the most recent allegations that Roy Moore uh, got sexual with a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and I believe a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. and you know this is probably a systemic cycle. This is a this is obviously something uh, that I'm sure he's been doing for quite a while. The story that's getting a lot of the uh, attention is a 14-year-old said when Roy Moore was 32, he kissed her, and somehow. Uh, these conservatives in Alabama and it was more than just kissing. Oh my! It, it, it was just it was pedophilia. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it, were, it, it, it was
0: like it was sexual contact. It was without absolutely. a doubt sexual contact beyond kissing. Without a doubt,
1: absolutely. And you know, as I said on Twitter, uh, you know, when we when we used to do foster care growing up, we took in dozens of children, many of them molested. I we cannot express enough disdain, contempt, and disgust when it comes to Roy Moore and the fact that the Republican Party is trying to rationalize it. And you do see some individuals within the party, the chair for example, I believe it was at the Missouri chair, Mm -hmm. uh, I might be wrong about that state, came out and said, well, you know, Jesus and and Mary, Mary and Joseph, Mary was young. It was like, okay, (laughs) Uh, what the hell are you trying to wrap your head around here? This is a massive problem. Uh, you know, you have a lot of people on the right who are um, allowing their political ideology to skew the uh, their minds to such a degree where they're willing to overlook a sexual crime such as uh, pedophilia and um, and uh, molestation. But of course, they'll be the first ones to talk about Hollywood uh, creeps. Uh, they'll be the first one to to denounce everyone who has ever committed those kinds of acts. Alex Jones has been talking about pedophiles in the government, pedophiles in Hollywood for a very long time, Pizzagate for Mm -hmm. a very long time. Here we have an actual situation of systemic sexual abuse, systemic racism, systemic um, everything that is wrong when it comes to the systemic issues facing our country, when it comes to uh, the rights of all. Roy Moore is the definition of it. I cannot stress this enough. He was a judge.
0: Yeah. And not just the women that came forward. There are 30 other people that corroborate these women's stories.
1: Right. It's, uh, there and is they talked so much... about it publicly, and everyone said, oh, Roy, oh, it's uh, it's what... I don't know how they how this man has been able to hold on to that position for so long. Obviously, the Ten Commandments uh, controversy got him ousted.
0: But... Yeah, I don't know, but th- this story has so much more corroboration and so many more people coming forward than half of the other dumbass conspiracy theories out there. And totally. yet, the people on the... The right people, like Alex Jones, are calling it fake news. They're saying nonsense. that it's yeah, they're saying it's all nonsense, uh, and it doesn't make uh, any real sense to me. I mean, it just uh, what it tells you that these people yeah. have no actual principles whatsoever. And yeah, you know, and I'm not going to say that all uh, Republicans are coming out and saying, you know, and justifying no, this. Senator they're Je- absolutely not. Mitch, absolutely. Mitch McConnell actually came out. You know, to uh, the Turtle Man's credit, he yeah. actually came out and said, if these allegations are true, then Roy Moore needs to step down. Right, and there are plenty of people. out out there uh, that are saying that this is horrific, that uh, we can't Mm -hmm. let this guy run, Uh, but the the Republicans are stuck with his ass.
1: They are stuck with him because in Alabama at this point in that election process he will be on the ballot no matter what. He could murder a man on Fifth Avenue. Early voting has already gone out. It's It's all done so Doug Jones will be going against Roy Moore. This would be a huge victory for the Democratic Party if he is able to pull it off. The fact it is so close is again just a testament to the Blood red state of Alabama. If Roy Moore does lose, the Bannon version of conservatism, Trumpism, will be dealt a a big, big blow. Of course, Bannon is the one who uh, proclaimed war on the GOP and specifically the GOP establishment. So that election will be coming up in December. Watch that election closely. If it goes the way that the results went this past Tuesday uh, in Virginia and in New Jersey, Uh, The Democratic Party's got some life in it. Yeah. But now, however, this week was not all good news for the Democratic Party, to say the least. The Donna Brazile, it's an excerpt of her book. Uh, It was just published in Politico. Fascinating article. You have to read it. There are a lot of people, uh, you know, trying to defend uh, Hillary Clinton and what she did for the DNC. But if you just look at the excerpt that is uh, in Politico, it is a scathing indictment and a very emotional piece, a scathing indictment, of course, of the Hillary Clinton campaign, a very emotional piece as well. Most of the times when you hear from these political insiders, they don't cry by the end of the excerpt <laughs> uh it starts it starts with her discussing how you know she found the news out uh, around september 7th that basically the the clinton campaign had bailed the dnc out barack obama and they, let's, they bu-
0: bought the dnc they
1: bought the dnc barack obama left the dnc 24 million bucks in debt 15 uh 15 million uh in unpaid dues so basically uh, for venues and uh you know vendors. t-shirt manufacturers yeah, yeah. anything vendors um so barack obama needs to have take some responsibility here as well he was one of the reasons why the dnc was in such financial dire straits however the dnc was not up on um they were not uh forthright when it comes to their financial problems they had said that they were fine they said our machine is going uh, all right no big deal Hillary Clinton gets wind of this. This is 2015. She bails out the DNC. And a lot of people, I can already hear them saying, it wasn't for the primaries. It was just for the general election. This sort of, um, uh, when it would, when it comes to uh, receiving the funds from the DNC. But the DNC desperately needed Hillary Clinton's campaign to thrive. It yeah. needed Hillary Clinton's campaign to uh, do financially extremely well because again, they were getting an allowance from the Hillary campaign. So that goes to the primaries. That's all in the primaries. And that's why, of course, Hillary Clinton had 400 superdelegates before the first vote was cast in Iowa. Bernie Sanders, as Elizabeth Warren said, was a victim of a rigged system.
0: Yeah, and Bernie Sanders uh, himself came out and said, yeah, Of course. We knew from the beginning that we were going against a rigged system. We knew from the beginning that the DNC wanted nothing to do with us. And I
1: don't want to sit here and just, uh, I'm not even Hillary bashing. I understand. This was a situation that was presented to the Hillary Clinton campaign. They took it. uh, They optimized this opportunity to, to the best of their ability. They want to win this race. Politics are a filthy business. I get it. What angers me to no end is the $82 million that was made from the Hillary Clinton's campaigning in these states, right? Hillary Clinton has come out. She said we have to rebuild the Democratic Party from the state up. Mm -hmm. We need city council members. We need Congress members. The Democratic Party has lost a 1,000 low-level down-ballot seats. They have lost 60 House seats since 2010. I believe they have lost nine gubernatorial seats, nine nine Senate seats, and I believe 14 gubernatorial seats. Again, Tuesday was a big step in the right direction for the Democratic Party. But they have been purged of talent for such a long time. They are in such desperate need of money— of that 82 million dollars that was raised by the Hillary c- uh, campaign good good on them and held by the Hillary campaign specifically telling people that it was going to local and state elections that's the problem that's the problem and they took 99 over 99.5% of that 82 million dollars went right here to the to the Brooklyn headquarters for the Hillary Clinton campaign a total it's a misuse of funds, and it hurt the Democratic Party. It's not just and a misuse of me. funds.
0: It's, it is a sheer—it is a lie. It's it, a lie. It is such a gigantic lie, and it's such a—it's like a contemptible lie. It's one of those lies where, where they don't care. They don't actually care about the people, and they also figure like, ah, they're because never going to find it
1: out. It, it hurt the party. It hurt the party You know, I mean, I want the Democratic Party to thrive. I want the Democratic Party uh, to do well because we cannot have— Republican control. No. That's not the way the system works. That's not the way that this republic's democratic process works. We need to have at least two viable parties. And that's really what uh Got my goat uh, <laughs> and wh- not just that, but you know
0: the fact that a lot of people in the Republican party uh, are defending pedophiles and sexual assaulters oh, absolutely. And, and it, it's, uh, it's it's insane that that uh, the Demo- the Republican Party has lost its fucking mind the they've democratic lost their soul they've lost their soul in uh, the Democratic party uh, shit I'm not even sure they had a soul to begin with I mean but if, at the very least they're not as reckless.
1: Well, uh, you know Bernie Sanders brought up, brought a lot of soul uh, to the Democratic Party in 2016. That's Even true. though but I disagree he was with independent a lot of what he said. For many for so many years he longest, wasn't a Democrat until the election. Longest independent senator in US history. So the name of the Donna Brazil book, which I have not read yet but I cannot read to uh, cannot wait to read is called Hacks: The Inside Story of the Break-ins and Breakdowns that put Donald Trump in the White House. Again, it does not get more Um, angry than that when it comes to blaming uh, Hillary Clinton for our current reality. And that's what really bugs me. They had the money. They had the ability to win this dang thing. And through a misuse of funds, through poor allocation of funds, they gave us this president. And I am not going to sit here and blame Hillary Clinton for uh, Donald Trump. You know, a lot of people try to blame uh, a woman for this horrible man. That's not what I'm saying. But if you look at where the money was and you look at how the money could have been spent differently, there was a lot of seats, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, gubernatorial uh, races, a lot of congressional seats that possibly could have been won by the Democratic Party. And who knows what would have happened uh, when it comes to Wisconsin, when it comes to Michigan, uh, who knows what could have happened if they would have just funded those campaigns in Michigan? The DNC chair was begging them for money. They're like, "Dude, we don't have we don't have people walking the streets. We don't have a message here. We're barely running television ads. What the heck is going on? Where was all the money going? And now we're finding out that it was uh, it was simply going to Brooklyn. Uh, they were given the DNC an allowance. And they were doing fine financially themselves. I don't believe that Robbie Mook should ever be allowed on television to talk about politics again. They <laughs> lost the easiest—he ran Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh. They ran the easiest—they they lost the easiest campaign in U.S. history to win to this total uh, moron. And, and that's what got me so angry, and that's why I got a lot of people so angry. And I understand there's always going to be a lot of people who are like, why would Donna Brazil do this now? This is not what the Democratic Party needs. Again, New Jersey, Virginia— uh, look at those races uh, for the Democratic Party. I think there, there, there is life.
0: Yeah, there no, is life. This is exactly what the Democratic Party needs. The Democratic yeah. Party needs a swift public kick in the ass. That's yep. exactly what they need. If they want to reform, if they want to become a party of ideas again, then they have to admit their mistakes. They have to show people that yes, we fucked up, but we're going to make it better. And then they're going to have to put forward people who will
1: make it absolutely. Better. And I, and I think twenty twenty. 2018, it's going to be um, a big moment for the Democratic Party. Who knows if Donald Trump even runs? Um, I would not be surprised if we see some John Kasichs or Senator Jeff Flakes, Republicans, moderate Republicans, perhaps change party affiliation, run as independents. Who really knows what 2020 is going to bring? It's going to be very interesting. I think without a doubt, Donald Trump most likely will be primaried. I don't know, not without a doubt, but most likely I could yeah. see if he does seek a second term, I could totally see him uh, being primaried. So just a quick excerpt from this politico article, and then we can move on. By September 7th, the day I called Bernie, I had found my proof and it broke my heart. That's Donna Brazil talking about how she wanted to find evidence that again there was collusion between the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign to a railroad Bernie Sanders. She says that Saturday morning after the convention in July, I called Gary Gensler Gensler he is the chief financial officer for Hillary Clinton's campaign. He wasted no words. He told me the Democratic Party was broke and two million dollars in debt. She says uh, she screamed, "What?" And she says, "I'm an officer in the party. They've been telling us everything is fine, and they were raising money with no problems." That wasn't true. He said officials from Hillary's campaign had taken a look at the DNC's book, at the DNC's books. Obama left the party twenty-four million bucks in debt, fifteen million dollars in bank debt, and eight million dollars owed to vendors after the 2012 campaign and uh, they'd been trying to pay it off very slowly. Obama's campaign was not scheduled to pay it off until 2016. Hillary for America, the campaign, uh, the campaign and the Hillary Victory Fund, its joint fundraising vehicle, had taken more than 80% of the remaining debt in 2016, about $10 million, and had placed the party on an allowance. So this is really an unnatural relationship. Yeah, The DNC should theoretically, I understand it's a hyper-partisan, Uh, Organization, but it's supposed to be fair within that party. And there's a lot of people who are like, it's not a government organization, but. It is. Yeah. Uh, and so it's sort of, it's sort of disingenuous <laughs> to pretend as a, if it's this. In a two-party system, yeah.
0: it's a government organization.
1: It is. Uh, and so the theory is that you want to have a, a DNC that is attempting to fairly choose the person to lead the party. Yeah. And when they have a candidate who is running in a race with five other people, and that candidate is paying them money, giving them an allowance— Humans are humans. Yeah, What do you think is happening? (laughs) Of course they're pushing for Hillary. Why wouldn't they? It's in their economic best interest. And to Hillary's credit, she kept them solvent. So it makes all the sense in the world um, that they would do it. It is just unbelievable. Uh, It's just such an extremely unfortunate reality in the 2016 election, uh, what happened uh, to Bernie Sanders. And it seems as if all of the... All of his rhetoric about a rigged system, uh, this this is definitive proof mm-hmm. that that was indeed uh, a valid argument, uh, a reasonable argument, and now it's some uh, it, it's proven itself to be a true argument. Yeah. And uh, it, it's not easy uh, for people within the Democratic Party to uh, admit these kinds of things. And I cannot imagine uh, the amount of stress that Donna Brazile went through, the amount of emotional strain that she went through, knowing that she was about to release a book that was really going to destroy an elder of the party yeah. uh the clintons this so, is it i mean this is it for
0: them they're done like she she's uh, driving the final nail into the clinton's coffin
1: that's it that, i do not believe that hillary clinton uh will be a, uh, able to run again in 2020 <laughs> no. and i hope that she doesn't of course we have donald trump being like please hillary run again <laughs> all right the burn rate for the campaign was 3.5 million to four million dollars a month i mean it was that's just horrible mm-hmm it's horrible. So that's what happened with that story and I think uh, this what is the best time for someone to release a, a book like this? I think this is probably the best time. Donna Brazil has a right to tell her story. She has a right uh, to defend herself. she has a right to defend her positions and the Democratic Party again, as we saw on Tuesday still has a lot of life. This is this is simple growing pains. this is this is just politics. yeah this is how the this is how our democratic process works. It's brutal. Uh, we have to figure out what uh, what's going on. And I think we'll move forward now. Hopefully the DNC will be more transparent and we'll get a little bit more fairness when it comes to uh, elections in 2020.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, this is actually, I mean, she might even be working in conjunction with the DNC here because it could be that the Democrats are looking at what Bernie Sanders represented and how people are responding to Bernie Sanders and how Trump's people, how Trump supporters responded to the system. It could be that they're releasing this so the DNC can kind of do a restart. They have to. They can reset the whole thing and say, listen, we are also a party of change we That's can right. still be a party of change and we're changing ourselves first so we can change the country so this Absolutely. might this might actually actually
1: be brilliant political calculation it's all okay you know the phoenix you know there's got to be ashes for it to rise from and uh, we're just kind of in that phase this time again this will be forgotten about by 2020 we'll have our midterms here coming up now we got uh, a you know, 2018 that. uh you know coming up for that there'll be a lot of time to forgive to forget go through the process Democratic Party will be able to get through this. Just quickly, I just want to read the quote that Hillary Clinton made about rebuilding the party. She says, quote, we need to rebuild the party from the ground up. When our state parties are strong, we win. That's what will happen. Yet again, the states kept less than half of 1% of the $82 million they had amassed from the extravagant fundraisers Hillary's campaign was holding. Uh, The Politico story, basically, Donna Brazile calls it an arrangement that is essentially money laundering which is extremely scathing um uh, rhetoric but that's the way that donna brazil found it that's the way that she saw it and i don't see the political motivation or the human emo- uh motivation to throw hillary clinton under the bus this makes donna brazil's life a lot harder
0: i know but I, it sucks for her i do see the motivation someone had to kill hillary clinton Someone had to do it. Someone had to finally take her down once and for all because Hillary Clinton is poison for the Democratic Party, and everybody knows it. Everybody you know, knows it. It's just it, it's. And I don't mean. Yeah. I, don't, I don't say like no, kill no, no. There's a they lot of people. A, they needed to kill Hillary Clinton's career forever.
1: Yeah, they need to get rid of her. Well, if you look at the evidence when it comes to what the Clintons have done, they've purged the Democratic Party of a lot of leadership and a lot of power. Barack Obama coming out was a total fluke in 2007. All of a sudden, this guy was out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one saw it coming. And just the unbelievable political genius that uh, that Barack Obama was. I mean, he was just such a powerful political force that no one could stop. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you do wonder if they saw what happened in 07 and they say, well, we're not going to let that happen again. Here's an opportunity for us to ensure that we have the first female candidate on the ticket, uh, that being Hillary Clinton. And uh, and they took that opportunity. And uh, it's unfortunate because, again, we now have the world's dumbest. Golfer uh, <laughs> touring Asia, uh, representing this country, yeah. and uh, and making
0: just, sure to tell those countries that they have amazing golfers.
1: Oh, they have amazing golfers. He's plugging his golf course. So that's the Donna Brazil story. That's the Hillary stuff. And my heart goes out to people uh, uh, who voted for her, uh, and uh, she won by three million votes um, in the popular uh, in the popular vote. She knew the rules though, and she knew it was an electoral college uh, vote that mattered, and um, we just have to get through this, get through these growing pains, and move forward. And again, the Virginia elections, the New Jersey election, really positive stuff. As a matter of fact, the first transgender woman will now uh, will now be uh, in Washington D.C. as well, and be which- an eight term. Yeah. like what? What was that A representative, right? Yes, yeah, beat yes, an
0: eight-term representative who was
1: running a totally bigoted campaign anti-transgender. Uh, this woman very rarely mentioned that she was transgender. Gender simply being transgender uh, was obviously um, well, he made it an issue. He made it the issue, and uh, so that was a great victory uh, in the culture war. So there's a lot of
0: great things happening. Well, I loved how she actually. I loved how she uh, approached the whole thing yeah. because what she said, and, and it's it's a wonderful way to do it. Where she said, "Look, this guy is focusing." On cultural issues. Right. I'm focusing on the roads. I'm focusing on people trying to get to work every day. I'm trying to make your lives actually better. This guy's focusing on shit that does not matter. The Mm -hmm. only thing that matters is how well the person in office can do their job and how they can represent their constituents. Mm -hmm. And people
1: listen to that. And again, who would have thought Virginia, the state of Virginia? would give us our first transgender politician uh, to the U.S. State House, Danica Rome. Danica Rome uh, is her name. And she was running against uh, this fella, Robert G. Marshall, it looks like. And uh, she absolutely was able, uh, she crushed him. And, uh, and how cool is that? So there's a lot of positive things happening. And uh, I think the pendulum is beginning to swing back uh, now that we've seen what this version of conservatism is this version of trumpism now that we've seen it i think the pendulum is going to swing way back into a much more appropriate proper direction that embraces all americans as opposed to this very crucial 27 to 35 percent base that donald trump is so desperate to hold on to people who care more about nfl players kneeling uh than vets getting health care so there's a lot of good things happening uh and again I own 1.81 percent of Brooklyn, <laughs> so come hang out uh, in this beautiful in this beautiful borough. Um, all right. Well, we had to do a quick one today. We're going to be back next week, and you know, with our schedules now, the election's over. We have got a little bit more free time, so we're going to keep on bringing you the content here on Ablegan's Top App. Uh, longer shows, longer. Yeah. That's what I'm. I'm promising longer shows. Yeah, we're doing good, man. Yep. So thank you all so much. Uh, I'll do a hail yourselves because I think we need it after this whole this whole. Um, It's been a crazy, crazy year. See you all in Omaha. And uh, there's a lot more to get to, but we will talk about that in the next episode. And, of course, our hearts are with the people of Texas uh, after that horrific, uh, horrific massacre. Of course. All right, everyone. Find us on Twitter, Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks. Ben Kissel1, Marcus Parks on Instagram. We'll talk to you soon.
0: When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the
1: pictures. Ah, Is there a door behind all those spiders?
0: It's time to try one that sounds
1: more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo.